Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. All right. All right. All right. Let's get going. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. To be with me is a shower of blessings. And Sherry. You're not someone who's like, and then he said, and then I said, and then I was like, whatever. And then she was like, well, don't you know? And then I was like, and I was like, then it was like, and what do you think about that? Does that remind you of the time two years ago when he was like, and then I was like, and then it was like, he was like, and then I was like, and it was like, kidding, and then it was like, whatever. And then I said, and then he said, and then he said, and then I said, then she said, and then, you know, remember the two years ago when he said, and then I was like, and then, and now it's Bob and Sherry. I want to kick off today's show with two uh, memes, or not really even memes, they're like more like tweets that I think have really inspired me for 2023. One of the things that um, my husband and I decided we would do differently this year is we would get out of the house. We are not, um, we were homebodies before COVID, and then COVID turned us into mushrooms. Like it, mm-hmm. it's really hard to blast us out of the house, but we made a commitment that one night a week, we usually do it on Tuesday or Wednesday nights, right? This week we did it last night, but we usually do it on Tuesday or Wednesday nights. We go for a walk somewhere and we go and grab dinner near wherever we're walking. So some, sometimes we'll, we'll drive to like the next town over and walk around their downtown and go for pizza or we'll go downtown and we'll get some dinner downtown. Like we're just trying to mm-hmm. get out of our rut. So right. we went out, we went out last night for um, a walk in a very fancy neighborhood. And the most fun about this fancy neighborhood, these are houses. These are houses on a golf course. These houses cost at least $1.5 million each. Just so you know, like these are fancy houses. We're walking through this neighborhood and here's, we found something wrong with every single house, which was (laughs) great, great fun. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, Kevin, you cannot pay me to live there. That looks like a funeral home in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Like we were just trying right, to right, come up right, with right. all these, all these insults for these houses that we couldn't live in yeah, on a dare, yeah, right? Yeah. And then we went right. and had Mexican food. I had this like, it was a, a fajita quesadilla. It was so yummy and an El Presidente margarita. And I was thinking about it when I was eating that, about this tweet that I love where this person says, don't ask me what I did on the weekend. I'm 50 years old, Linda. I was on the couch with a heating pad eating nachos. <laughs> oh my God, that's so perfect. And then I saw another one on a Facebook page called The Cinchy Cowgirl. And here's that post. Once you accept the fact that queso and margaritas taste better than being skinny, the second half of your life begins. <laughs> right on. Right on. I don't know how you and uh, I don't know how you and Kevin do it. I don't know how my uh, silver best friend Jeff and his wife Helene do it. They don't go anywhere either and have not, not just for COVID. That's that's the preference. She does not like being around other people and he could live in his studio slash computer area. Um, he, he brags to me that he hasn't filled up his car in uh, two months, you know. They go, I would go out of my mind. I am well, not we, that person. I have got we, to be out. We go and do things. We have a, a lot of kids and I have my girlfriends. Like I do, mm-hmm. I do a lot of, like you don't okay. realize I, I do a lot of things 
we are as a couple are oh, very as a couple. homebodyish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like we and it. we've always listened, we've always been that way. The only thing that we do where we leave the house is we we're out stomping around like on a hike or a walk almost every day if the weather allows it. So when I say we don't leave the house, I mean we don't go to concerts, like we don't hit the I clubs. See. You know, yeah. we do things we do things with our kids and a lot of times on the weekends. I'm back and forth visiting one of my kids or hanging with my ladies. It's just we're not we're not like you. We're not like big restaurant people. We get yeah, takeout yeah, yeah. or we'll get right. something delivered. So this attempt on our part to leave the house and go to a restaurant and eat dinner there, it's um it's injected all sorts of sassy new excitement into the situation because it's so mm. novel. Like we just never did this. Because if you think about it, so I'm, I've been with Kevin since 2008. My daughters were three and five years old. All of that time, I've been a dance mom, a volleyball mom. I got a job that I travel a lot. Where, where, in, and he had, at the time when we were first together, he, his kids were in middle school. He had lacrosse and, and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So the pattern got set early in our relationship that, we did all these kid kind of things. And then on the weekends, when we finally got a break, we were exhausted. We just wanted to watch a movie and order a pizza. So no, I trying, get that. Yeah. We're trying I to totally be like get you. That. We're yeah. trying to get out yeah. more. I, I just, I like looking at people. I, I like watching, you know, bartenders work. I like watching, well, especially bartenders work. But I, I like, you know, just see how restaurants are put together. And, well, you know, I just like you should, out. You should come for a walk with us in a rich people neighborhood. Oh my God! These shutters owe everyone an apology. <laughs> isn't that isn't that fun to do? It just, it's you know so what? It's, I hate to say it uh, that uh, money does not buy taste sometimes. Many well, times, many, many times. times. But here's yeah. the other thing: um, how do you know what you would do with a two million dollar house? Because you don't got one, right? Like yeah. maybe I would. True. Maybe I too would be living in a Cherry Hill, New Jersey funeral home. But one of these houses, seriously, it had a front entrance that all you could think was, oh, please come in. We're so sorry for your loss. Like, it was such really? a funeral home. Right, all right, right, coming up on today's show, we've got morons in the news. The NYPD made an arrest so easy, it's like the person cuffed themselves. We have comedian Jen Kober. She's hilarious. I cannot wait for you to meet Jen Kober. Plus, a very exciting true crime time involving a man and his mummy girlfriend. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I guess it was like three or four weeks ago, I uh, came into the house and for some reason, don't ask me why, I put my cell phone in the pantry rather than in the area that I usually put it. I don't know why. I have absolutely no why. And and wasn't I, I'm looking for the thing. Oh, I've lost it. It's gone, Mary. It's going to cost me a twelve hundred dollars. And she dialed it, and of course, it was in the pantry. So I was I was drawn to this Why post that I saw. Why do you react this way? I don't you could have know. looked at. I'm working Bob, on it. You, you could have gone on your iPad and yes. clicked find my iPhone. I know. Or you could I have, have called it set like up that way. Like not like why you you make yourself so stressed out? Why you you're stressing me out even more, telling me that I stress myself out. So let's just drop it, can we? Um, these are moments people have posted where they realized they were not at their sharpest. So I'm ju- I'm just going to read them. That would that's an example of me not at my sharpest. This one is from uh, Cheesy Breezy. 
I'm from the South, and I dated a girl when I was younger, first time meeting her mom. In a heavy New York accent, she asked me, you like dogs? And I said, no, thanks. I'm not hungry. It took me a while to realize they had two giant pets. They were not, they were not hot dogs. Um, what would your, like, hopefully you'd have a sense of humor and laugh. Uh, but you know, yeah. there are those people that would be offended by that. You know what? She's not welcome in our home. She's a dog right. eater. <laughs> like, she needs dogs. People. Yeah. I know. People. I know. This is from, uh, I can't even pronounce, Kill Menowitz. Um, when somebody told me they had the same name as me, I said, really? What's your name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, this is from uh, Samiki. Um, this time I was asked to ref a football match and was going to flip a coin to decide which team would start. You know, I asked for a rep from each team, asked the first guy whether he was picking heads or tails. He picked heads. And then I asked the other guy what he was going to pick. <laughs> Blazebot said, I said this out loud. Wouldn't it be crazy if Halloween fell on Friday the 13th? It would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely yeah. would. It would. Yeah. Cinepeer says, I was in my late 30s before I realized you can raise the lever on the toaster to lift the toast out and easily grip it instead of playing operation with your fingers and the toaster slots. Wait, you can do that? Yes, you can. Of course you can. You don't. What? You don't do that. I guess it depends on the toaster, but yeah. The toaster. Well, that. my toaster, the toaster pops up and there's, it's, you know, enough popped up where you can just grab it. But no, I, this person is saying if you want, if you think, oh, this is done enough, rather than using the tab to push it up, they would, they would go in there with their fingers or with a fork or something like that. We're spending too much time with the toast thing. I'm going to move along. <laughs> this That's good. You know what? It's, that is a sign of your <laughs> um, many years of broadcasting <laughs> experience. You're using oh, yeah. your judgment and your discernment. You. Yeah, I you know. know. There's, a, I, I there's like that little voice yeah. inside your head that goes, right. Bob, are you, mm -hmm. is the yeah. show too focused on toast? <laughs> right. Is it perhaps time to nudge the show along away yes. from toast? Well, Sherry, it's all wanted, a part of being. Sherry, it's all a part of being in show business. Yeah, I just wanted. I want people to, to. I want people to see the depth of your skill, yeah. so that they can appreciate yeah. what yeah. kind of skill. I, let's you move bring. along from talking about this too long, too, if we could. <laughs> what, we the, what the hell we was I doing? Oh yeah. About oh yeah. You. Right. Right. Which you uh, ordinarily love. <laughs> ordinarily, uh, these are moments when people are not their sharpest. Uh, this one uh, person said. <laughs> I'm consistent, just not all the time. And it had to be pointed out that perhaps that is a very strange thing to say. Uh, I love this one. This is from Moonraker. I was out clothes shopping when I spotted someone I recognized. We made eye contact and smiled at each other immediately. And then I realized I was walking toward a full-length mirror. <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, let's see. This next person says, my boyfriend was weighing our suitcases the night before a flight. He did the classic step on the scale and then step on the scale with a suitcase and then do the math, right? One of the bags was a couple of pounds over the limit. So I reassured him that by the morning, he would have lost a little bit of weight, which would help us get back under the limit. Doesn't quite work that way. Confused. <coughs> he he was on the scale, and then he looked at his weight, and then he picked up the suitcase, and there was a difference, you know, a, a few pounds. And his girlfriend said, "Don't worry about it. You're going to lose weight overnight. It'll be fine. We'll be we'll be under." Get it? Yep, I do. Sherry, I don't. You don't, you don't get keep that. moving. No, but you know, like no. the toast and your discernment and your broadcast experience. No, I, this might be one of those things. Lo- losing weight, losing weight over, losing weight overnight would. The bag weighs what the bag weighs. He was just using his. Oh, never mind. You're right. <laughs> Sherry, there's a lever. You lift the toast. You don't have to put your fingers in the toast. You don't. Yeah. Let's not go back there again. Let's. As a matter of fact, let's never do a bit like this again, shall we? Agree right now. Because I'm totally confused that I was driving it. It's Bob and Sherry. Let's go. Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's morons in the news with Bob and Sherry. 22-year-old Gabriel Hawsey slammed into the cutest little dental office you've ever seen. It's the Healthy Smiles Dentistry in Ocala, Florida. The place is painted kind of a pink on the outside, like a Florida pink. And then they have all different colors that say healthy smiles. They they basically serve children more than adults there. Really cute. He drove his Equinox straight through the front door and took out two walls, is what he did. Police showed up because the police station was just a couple of blocks away. So they got there uh, very, very quickly. They said Hossie had run off, but they caught him nearby, and uh, he said he he wasn't drinking. But, of course, they found receipts from the bar that he was just in that cashed out about 90 minutes earlier. Um, It was something that could have been very, very bad if there had been people anywhere near there. Um, He totaled his car. He's in jail right now, and he has a very bad background, including domestic battery. So... Hopefully that guy is off the streets for a long, long time. But the, I wish you could see the, the little, the little building. It's the cutest thing: healthy smiles and uh, big old Chevy right through the front door. You know, today's morning of the day also took place right around the corner from a police station. This time in Queens, New York, somebody slashed the tires of seven police cars that were parked outside the Queens station house. So. Stupid. Police car seven. That's 28 tires that got slashed. So police police released the surveillance images and asked for the public's help in identifying the man. They said that the vandal was wearing a brown hat, a multicolored jacket, and black pants. Well, two days later, a man walked into the same police station in Queens to report that his car was stolen. He was wearing a brown hat a multicolored jacket and black <laughs> pants. And all of the police officers were very familiar with the surveillance footage because seven yeah. of their cars had had their tires slashed. Right. So police quickly arrested Jose Patino of Brooklyn, 
And they said we had no trouble recognizing him as the vandal when he walked into the station. He was the only face we were looking for. He immediately confessed when they questioned him. But what they can't figure out is why he did it. Like he didn't really have a reason. He didn't say? He didn't say he he hates all cops or whatever? No, no. He was kind of like, whoa. I mean, he just... He had no reason for this. It's crazy. So let's post this up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook so that y'all can check it out. And let me tell you what we have coming up. Um, We have a wild comedian named Jen Kober. I bet you're going to be hearing her for the first time. She's hilarious. If you're a fan of like Fortune Feimster, you're going to lose your mind. Jen is so good. And we've got a true crime time coming up in today's show. A man, well, you know, he's in love. And you have to love love, right? And who are we to say what the heart wants? In this case, his heart wants an 800-year-old mummified cadaver that he's named Juanita. He likes older women. And he's taking her on a picnic. (laughs) And we've got the details. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Have you ever made a really big mistake at your job? The kind of mistake that leaves you feeling sick to your stomach. You're you're pretty sure you're going to get fired. Like, there's no way that you can recover from a mistake this big. I think we've all done that, right? We've all had that moment. three times a week here. Yeah. 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 We've all had that moment where we think, "Uh uh-oh. Well, two of the top transportation officials in the Spanish government have lost their jobs. Why? They were responsible for ordering the construction of brand new trains. The only thing they did wrong when they were spending the $275 million that was budgeted for new trains, $275 million, they forgot to measure the tracks. And the trains that they had built are too wide to fit through the oh, old railway tunnels. No, no. Oh my God, how much did that cost? $275 million. So the head of wow. the regional government said, quote, this is a monumentally botched job. These yeah. railway tunnels date back to the 19th century. They're not as wide as modern tunnels. We can't afford to dynamite the mountains and build new tunnels. We needed trains to fit through the tunnels. And so in the most Freudian job screw up perhaps ever, train too big for the tunnel, $275 million, the train officials have been fired. The government in Spain says it's going to conduct an investigation to figure out how this whole plan got approved. Why did nobody measure anything? That is unbelievable. I mean, you talk about basics. You 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 measure you measure something when you have your pants taken up. You measure something when you hang up when you hang a dang picture. And they didn't measure the yeah. train. I wonder if they could use the train in another part of the country or something has got to be saved there. Good heavens! Well, I'll tell you what wasn't saved: the jobs, jobs. of the two yeah. people in charge. Right. Straight ahead, we have comedian Jen Kober. And we have a prince tripping on mushrooms in a friend's bathroom. It's Bob and Sherry. 
Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I have for you right now the funniest tweets about married life from last month. So this is four weeks worth of collection about married life. And here we go. The first one is from Rodney LaCroix. Wife, can you take the quinoa off the stove? Me, sure. Can you hold the trash open? (laughs) (laughs) This, this guy's name is Dad Man Walking. Due to my wife's recent surgery, it hurts her to laugh. Thankfully, after 18 years together, she no longer finds me funny, so she's perfectly safe. I hear you. This is from an apple hat. My husband suggested we visit a different grocery store while we were in town today, and the level of excitement we both felt as grown adults was something I was not prepared for. That's what happens. Going so to a sad. new grocery store. It is sad. This is uh, Ellie McCann. I started swimming most every day, and my dermatologist husband has now begun forcing me every evening to strip down and let him lather me up with lotion. This sounds sexy, but it's not. He's very angry about my dry skin. There's a lot of yelling and lecturing. <laughs> uh, Jawbreaker says, me. I cleaned today, so we're ordering takeout tonight. Husband, why? Me, I'll be taking no more questions at this time. (laughs) Uh, Ellie says, how do you get your kids to stop playing Minecraft and pay attention to you? Oh, also, this isn't about my kid. It's about my husband. I think that is the case with uh, some relationships. Uh, Tracy says, sorry, dinner is late, kids. I had to wait for your dad to come stand in front of the cabinet I needed to open. Ooh. Ooh. I, you know, when my wife is cooking, I don't know if it's like this in your house, Sherry. When Mary is cooking, I get out. I get away from her. If I really need something like a pan or a fork or a glass or whatever, I go without. I will not get in her way. I don't know if my husband truly appreciates my ability to change song lyrics to make them about our cats. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Brody. Does anybody know a good divorce lawyer? My husband asked what I was reading, and I said, a room of one zone. And he replied, I actually prefer rooms with two or three zones. I hope I really get that. That's for all the English majors out there. <laughs> uh, Robert 
Knopp, I think his name is pronounced. Before I was married, I didn't know you had to go to the grocery store with a plan. Oh, yes, you have got to have a plan. One awkward mom says, instead of arguing with my husband when I'm upset, I like to take some time to cool down by slowly flipping through the Ulta catalog in front of him. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, James said, my wife and I spent 20 minutes logging into a shared grocery store account on both our phones. So I guess you could say our relationship is getting pretty serious. <laughs> Your favorite gay mom says, I came home with steaks and flowers. On a scale of one to husband, how'd I do? Oh, interesting question. Uh, Dan Regan says, when my wife and I want to watch a movie after 8 p.m., our first question is, how long is it? That Yup, that's that same here. It's, yeah, it's just, truth, there's truth in that. There's so much truth in this. Raw Motherhood says, I got sunburned at the beach, and now my husband won't listen to anything I say because he, quote, doesn't take advice from tomatoes. <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the time to, to try to be funny with your wife. Uh, Dad Set Against says, Marriage is going out for errands while the other checks their location to see how much alone time they have remaining. Ooh. Ooh. I have been known. Get out of here. Are you checking where he is so you feel I've got 15? He knows I do it. So sometimes he disables his location (gasps) to torment me. This is war. And people uh, Sarah, say, people say to me, "Girl, why'd you put kale in his chili?" Oh, no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarah Kessler says, "Me, I just don't know how to deal with humans anymore." My wife, you never knew how to deal with humans. Wow. You know, it's. I think it's rough sometimes when you've been with somebody for a while, and all of a sudden they lay something like that about you that they've never said anything about you before and it's like you've known this felt this about me and you never said anything before it's it's kind of spooky uh craig says my wife said everyone should have a practice husband before their real husband and it took about an hour for me to realize i am the practice husband oh wow this is from kj Good morning to everyone, except my husband, whose hand slipped while he was trying to pull up the blankets and smacked me in the face while I was sleeping. I have been there, and it is not good. This is from my life as a dad. Wife gives me her password to log into one of her accounts. Me. Hey, nice work with picking a random password. Wife. It's our anniversary. I'm going to leave it at that one. I'm glad I'm not that guy. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. So I finished Prince Harry's book. My book club read it this month, and I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I I thought Prince Harry did a great job um, of narrating it. 
if you listen to it on Audible, that's Prince Harry himself doing it. The book was filled with um, revelations about the, the way the royal family actually really lives. I couldn't get enough of that stuff. And, and I came away from it feeling like people are blaming his wife for everything. If you read this book, Harry had an axe to grind from earliest childhood with the press, with the, the powers that be at the firm, you know, in Buckingham Palace and all of that. And I don't want to talk about any of that. I want to talk about Courtney Cox because she came out late last week and said, I did not hand out magic mushrooms at my house because there's a big chunk of the book where Prince Harry um, talks about going to Courtney Cox's house and staying there for a couple of days. He was a huge fan of the TV show Friends. There was mm -hmm. a long period of time, he writes about it in the book, where he was home from Afghanistan. Um, his relationship had ended with Chelsea. He couldn't go anywhere because of the paparazzi. And so every night he would just hunker down in his little, um, this was before he lived in Nottingham College. He called it the bolt hole. He would hunker down in his shabby little uh, accommodations and lay on the couch and watch Friends. He was like crazy, crazy about the TV show Friends. So then he finds himself at Courtney Cox's house and he can't even believe that he's at Courtney Cox's house. He's in Monica's <laughs> house. He's beside Does that not blow your mind? That's yeah. the power of Hollywood television in the movies that a prince is impressed. He's, he's just so starstruck and yeah. he's so blown away by Courtney's home. So Courtney Cox, a lot of people don't realize this, but for about you know, 25 some years now, Courtney buys, renovates, and flips houses. She's been doing that since before she became really famous. She was doing that when she was the girl that Bruce Springsteen pulled out of the audience for the Dancing yeah. in the Dark video. Dancing right? in the Dark, yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's very, she has a lot of just natural design talent. And her home, according to Prince Harry, is just the most beautiful thing. It's, it's on the beach at Malibu. And everything about it is just perfection. And, you know, he, he grew up in these very old historic homes and castles and whatnot sure. in the UK, spent mm -hmm. his whole childhood in a boarding school, um, rainy weather, you know, all of those cliches that are true. Then he finds himself in freaking Monica Geller's Malibu beachfront home and he's tripping on mushrooms. There was a box of gourmet chocolates that were laced with psilocybin that people were just snacking out of. So he has a few and he goes in to use the bathroom and he goes in, he turns off on the light and he closes the door. And this is my favorite section of Prince Harry's book. This was the most relatable thing I think I could possibly have ever read, especially coming from a prince of the United Kingdom. He's like, the towels were so white. The light was so bright and everything sparkled. And, and he had, because he was tripping, pulse, he had this sort of out-of-body supernatural experience in Courtney Cox's bathroom. And he was in there for the longest time. He finally washes his hands, walks out, and bumps into his friend that he had shown up there with. And Prince Harry's like, man, you have this bathroom you, you got to go in there. This bathroom is the greatest thing I've ever experienced. So the friend's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, mate, right. So the friend goes in the bathroom, closes the door. The friend is also tripping. The friend has 
the worst experience you can possibly have in Courtney Cox's bathroom. Oh no. And comes out and he's like bug eyed and sweating. And, and it's this really charming, funny section of the book where a whole handful of unbelievable things happened, starting with Prince Harry tripping on mushrooms at Courtney Cox's house, having a spiritual experience in her bathroom. Those three things are three things you never expect it to put together. Absolutely. I know it. The silly Sybin thing is really, um, I hate to use the uh, phrase taken off, but it has. Um, I saw somebody um, on a news show a couple of nights ago talking about it, and they made a reference to the 60-minute story that was from a couple of years ago uh, about the same thing. And evidently, uh, when it's under control with somebody who knows what they're doing, you can really help people with uh, severe depression, among other things. And There's that's a big certainly, study. That could be the case in his, in, in his uh, um, situation. There's a big study, and I can't remember if it's out of Johns Hopkins, but people with terminal diagnoses, right. they treated these and are treating these people with psilocybin to help them deal with the fear of death and the inevitable. I mean, right. the inevitability, right. right? All of us have a terminal disease. All of right. us do. But these are people that, that know for certain what's coming and the rest of us don't. Yeah. So it's a, you know, like anything, it can be used for good or bad. But that was like the greatest part of Prince Harry's book. And now Courtney Cox is going, you know, he's the nicest guy, but I promise you I was not handing out magic mushrooms. I didn't, whoever brought them, it wasn't me. Straight ahead, everyone needs a laugh. Comedian Jen Kober, it's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. It's time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Jen Kober. I do love uh, traveling. I get to travel a lot with this job. I just got back from my hometown. I was down in uh, Louisiana. You got me? That's, no, it's fine. That's how I feel about it, too. Just kind of... <laughs> Difficult, hard times we're living. <laughs> I love going to Louisiana, though, y'all, because I stay with my Nana when I'm down there. I love my Nana, y'all. She is 88 years old. The coolest lady I have ever met. I love hanging out with her. And the reason it's so much fun to hang out with her now is because about 10 years ago when my papa died, she took all the money he left her and she started pimping out her house, right? Like making her crib nice. She has a bad back, so she put a, a big old hot tub on a deck right there in the yard. Uh, she didn't have any of her real teeth left. Uh, so her refrigerator's always full of pudding cups. <laughs> Thank you, Nana. And, uh, and she has the biggest TV I've ever seen. I'm not kidding, y'all. They gave this old woman one inch of TV for every year she's been alive. It's huge. It's really big. And if she is awake, the TV is on. And she keeps the TV tuned to the game show network. And her favorite show is Family Feud. Y'all, we watched it every day I was there. And I'm not kidding you. We were up late one afternoon. It was like 3.30. <laughs> and we could not take our eyes off this particular episode, y'all, because the families were tied. The families were tied. The point values tripled. Top three answers are on the board. Name something you put on a baked potato. My Nana stands up and screams, Aluminum foil! <laughs> 
she's not wrong. She's not wrong. But when the number one answer was butter, poosh, she's mad. When answers two and three were sour cream and chives, she lost it right there in the living room. She stood up. I have been making baked potatoes since 1952. I made them without butter. I've made them without sour cream. I'm not entirely sure what the heck a chive even is. She just got up and turned the TV off and went to bed. She was done with all of us. She doesn't like my phone, my cell phone, because it makes too many noises, right? She calls it my bing bong. She's like, Jennifer, your bing bong is bing bong, and come get your bing bong. She doesn't even know what it's called, but she wants to know who it is, right? Why is it bing bonging? It's just an email, Nana. Who's it from? Um, the electric company? What are they saying? Well, I owe them $183, so I might just stay here for an extra couple days if that's okay. The best part about staying at Nana's house is come 6 p.m., I got the whole place to myself, <laughs> right? She takes a pill at 5.30 and goes night-night. I'm in the hot tub with a pudding cup like, I love Nana. This is <laughs> I, almost got, I almost got in trouble, though, because she, she said to me, she said, what is it you do when I go to bed? I mean, I'm not going to lie to my Nana. So I was like, well, I've been eating copious amounts of pudding in the hot tub. She's like, oh, baby. <laughs> Good for you. That heat and all that milk. <laughs> I said, well, I'm not doing that tonight, Nana. It's my last night here, and tonight I just see that they're running a marathon of this TV show I've been wanting to see. So I'm gonna get some pudding cups and sit in front of the TV and just watch, watch my show. And she says, well, it's your last night here, so I tell you what, tonight I'm not gonna take my pill. I'm going to stay up and watch TV with you. Isn't that sweet? I was like, wow. What are you going to do with that pill? <laughs> so we got some pudding cups. We sat in front of the TV. Now, the TV show I was dying to see at the time was The People versus O.J. Simpson. Right? That was a very big deal when I was a young kid. I mean, we'd never seen reality TV at that point. You know what I mean? That was it, it, crazy for us. But we were going to look at our first Kardashian. Right? We didn't know what that was going to turn into, did we? Nobody, nobody could have foreseen that. It was crazy. And I loved it. I was so addicted to it when it was happening in real life. And so I really wanted to see this, you know, reenactment of it. And after about three episodes, I realized that Nana does not remember that this happened the first time. Because she says to me after episode three, she goes, you know what? I bet you that Mark Furman guy turns out to be racist. <laughs> I was like, I think you're right. And I saw an opportunity. So I bet my Nana $183 that they find OJ not guilty. 
She took that bet, and that's how I paid my electric bill. That's right. <laughs> Jen, how great is she? Jen Cover with a K. And we're going to post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com. So just before we uh, open the mics here, Max said to me, what do you want to talk about during this uh, position? And I said, the last meals of musical icons. Last meals they, they ever uh, ate. And he said, well, that's not too dark. And I agree. This is not something I usually um, read about or stay with, let alone bring on the air. But I couldn't stop myself. And let's just burn right through them. Frank Sinatra, last thing he ate was not spaghetti with red clam sauce. It was a grilled cheese sandwich. John Lennon was a corned beef sandwich. He stopped at the famous Stage Deli before he went back to the Dakota. Elvis Presley, ice cream and cookies. He loved sweets. Whitney Houston, hamburger, fries, and a turkey sandwich. Why, Whitney was uh, was hungry. Michael Hutchins, uh, spicy crab meat and potato skins. So so far, that's the most memorable. Um, Jimi Hendrix, I knew this, a uh, tuna salad sandwich. He got it after a late night party in London. That, that is Jim a random. Morrison. That's a random fact to know. It is. It is totally. It's not something that you just think of Jimmy eating. Something as pedestrian as that, right? Jim Morrison. His last uh, dinner was sweet and sour Chinese food. Yeah, I love that. Kurt Cobain. Bananas, Dulce, D-U-L-C-E. Is that how it's pronounced, Sherry? Dulce. I think it's Dulce. Dulce. Yeah. Dulce. Right. It was that, a dessert consisting of fried bananas, brown sugar, rum, and coconut ice cream. Michael Jackson, his last meal was uh, ahi tuna and salad. And uh, that's pretty much it. That that wasn't too much of a bummer, was it? No. No, that wasn't. When you said last meals, I thought you were going to do death row inmates. No, 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 no. Which is always a fun one, too. Musicians. So many of them were just, you know, everyday sort of things. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. And now on the Bob and Sherry Show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know. So many things. Listen to this one, dog owners. I didn't know this. Dogs intentionally try to make humans laugh. 
they understand that laughter equates to playing and playing is fun. So they're, <laughs> they're like, they're like little stand-up comedians. Hey, hey, a chihuahua walks into a bar. You know, they just want, they know that when we laugh, we're happy and we're going to play with them. This is really interesting. There's a thing in Japan called the wind phone. And it's a phone booth. It's real cute looking. It has uh, glass and uh, a cute little uh, coppola roof. And it's an unconnected phone booth where grieving relatives go to, quote unquote, talk to their lost loved ones. It opened in 2011 uh, after an earthquake, and it has seen 30,000 visitors. So if you want to talk to one who has gone beyond, you just wait for your turn and you go in there and you talk. It's kind of, a, it, you know, it's a little creepy, but it's kind of sweet in a way, don't you think? It's very sweet. I mean, I guess yeah. the, you know it brings people comfort. Right, it does. Jonathan Goldsmith, who's also known as the most interesting man in the world from the Dos Equis commercials. Remember him? The original yeah. one? Okay, so you think of him as an actor, probably. He has been an advocate for landmine victim support. He has assisted in the effort to prevent and cure cancer in dogs. He has helped to save the Siberian tiger and to end child sex trafficking in Cambodia. He is not only one of the most interesting men in the world, he seems to be one of the nicest on top of that, and good for him. All right, this one is for Sherry Lynch. The average lifespan of a pet cat has risen from seven years in the early 1980s to 15 years in 2021. Is that because we're keeping them inside more and taking better care of them and vets and shots and all that? Like, why? I, that's the only thing I can come up with. That's the only thing that I can nail. Because there, there used to be, you know, bring in the dog at night and put out the cat. And I don't think people do that all that much anymore. I'm not saying cats don't go outside. But Even, I, with all the cat, the crazy cat laddies that are on the internet, I think they're they're focused more on the health of their cats. Even the Flintstones theme song has a line about that. It the it goes someday maybe Fred will win the fight, and that cat will stay out for the night. Remember that part? That's right. Yeah, and there, there's a song uh, Lieber and Stoller wrote called uh, Yakety Yak. And it's, it literally says, put out the dog and take in the cat. Yakety yak, don't talk back. Anyway, um, in 1915, women will, women will love this. In ni <clears throat> 1915, a pharmacist saw his sister make her own mascara with coal and petroleum jelly and thought that he could make a better product. His invention was easier to apply and would not burn a woman's eye. He named his new company Maybelline after his <laughs> sister Mabel and the base material Vaseline. That's where that's where Maybelline came from. I love it. Love did you it. did you know that as a, as a woman? No. 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 I didn't know that either. This is really creepy. In 1554, a woman named Elizabeth Crofts hid in a wall on a street, a busy street called Aldergate Street in London, where she pretended to be a heavenly voice. Reputedly, 17,000 people came to listen to her give out anti-Catholic propaganda. <laughs> you know, 
if you were raised in the church, you kind of believe that. <laughs> this guy is amazing. His name is Willie O'Ree. And do you know who he is? Have you ever heard of Willie O'Ree, Max? Because you're really into sports more no, than anybody I don't else. Know. Doc, have you ever heard of Willie O'Ree? I have not heard of him before. He was the first black man to play in the NHL. He was blind in one eye. It was caused by a ricocheting puck that hit him square in the face when he was 18. He kept it a secret for his entire 21-year career. How about that? First black guy to play in the NHL, and he's only got one eye. And he lasts 21 years. He must have been one heck of a player. Wow. In 1941, the USS New York opened fire on an object they saw in the sky. They believed it to be a Japanese aircraft. This is 1941. This is during the war. Somebody on, on the USS New York says, look at that thing in the sky. That's probably Japanese aircraft. Fire, fire. Fire commenced until the navigator realized they were shooting at the planet Venus. Had no idea. <laughs> and finally, things Bob didn't know. Wolfgang Mozart had a sister. I didn't know that. Anna, uh, uh, Maria Anna. She was also extremely, extremely talented, a child prodigy in music. Sadly, she was prevented from performing as an adult. Many of her compositions have been lost, including one Wolfgang wrote that he said he was in awe of contributing to her obscurity. So he was evidently not supporting her career either. Wow. But she well, was that's... brilliant. Yeah. That was the time. That was, that was the, time. the time. Yeah. yeah. That was Way a very exciting round of things Bob Thank didn't you. know. Thank you. Well, there's so much. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Bob, since you were just talking about cats and things Bob didn't know, I felt like this was an awesome opportunity for me to tell you something about a cat that I just learned. Are you excited? I was hoping. Gosh, I was okay, hoping. Yeah, yes, bring it on. You know how like when your cat, sometimes your cat will smell something and, and the cat will be like, and it opens its mouth and it makes kind of a face. Yeah. You know, like, like it's like. Yeah. That yeah. That's called my a, feet. No, that's the cat, a cat. This is so, y'all, this is fascinating kitty cat talk on the Bob Sherry show. Cats, it's, that's called the Fleming response. And there's a reason for that. The cat has a smell receptor in the roof of its mouth. And so when the cat is smelling something that's really like complex and unfamiliar and interesting, you know, yeah. like maybe it's the first time your cat's ever smelled raw shrimp or, a, a you know, like you just went squirrel hunting or whatever. I don't know how you yeah, all live. Yeah. When the cat smells that, it's like... <laughs> It has this thing called the vomeronasal organ on the roof of its mouth. The other name for huh. it is the Jacobson's organ. And it's this yeah. whole cluster of sensory smells. Other animals have it too, not just cats. And so when the, what a cat is actually doing is it's using its mouth to suck in the air so that that air gets into that sense organ and it, it helps the cat like process what it's smelling. Cats huh. have like 30 different scent receptors. Dogs only have nine. Big cats, lions, and tigers do that same thing, like <laughs> open their mouth and make that face when they smell something really, really interesting. 
Huh. And that that same that same phenomenon is why cats blep. That's when your cat like it's smelling something and it leaves its tongue kind of hanging out of its mouth. It's doing that because it's it's taking in all of the smells and processing it. And wow. male cats, boy cats are more likely to make that face than female cats. They male cats do that in response to mating. So the male cat is like, is that a lady I smell? <laughs> and sticks its How tongue comes out. the tongue? Yeah, right. And female cats do it um, to keep track of their kittens, but then all <laughs> cats do it because they're smelling something really, really interesting. Isn't that fun to know? Yeah, it is. It's just, it's so basic though. The male cat yeah. <laughs> wants to mate. It makes a sound and then it puts its tongue out. I mean, it's just, I swear to God, you can see that in some bars on Saturday nights. Oh, oh totally. Yeah. Like you yeah. we're animals too. We forget that. So yeah. there's your fascinating kitty cat fact for today. And you know what? Right. Why not have a round of the kitty best friend song? Um, he is my kitty best friend and I love him till the end. He's my kitty, my kitty best friend. Likes to lay in the sun, likes to watch me get things done. He's my kitty, my kitty best friend. Verse uh, number two. Yeah, he lays around all day and sometimes he likes to play. He's my kitty, my kitty best friend. He makes this house home, never lets me feel alone. He's my kitty, my kitty best friend. He's my kitty. I will never understand why this show can't win a Marconi. (laughs) (laughs) All right, straight ahead. True crime time. A gentleman takes his 800 year old mummified girlfriend out on the town. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I can't believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. Shit. A true crime time, unlike any we've ever had on the show. This comes to us from Peru. A 26-year-old delivery driver for a very popular restaurant app called Pedidos Ya. In that part of the world. His name is Julio Cesar Bermejo. He was spotted having a beer at an archaeological site with an 800-year-old mummified skeleton at his side. (laughs) He said that... um, He likes to to drink with people who don't talk too much. Yeah. Yeah. Julio says that he brought the mummified cadaver to to the deserted archaeological site to show it off to his friends over beers. He calls the mummy Juanita and he says that his dad gave him Juanita. It's been in their family for 30 years, although he has no explanation for how his family comes to be in possession of an 800 year old mummified human being. Um, Julio says it sleeps in my bedroom with me. There's my bed, the TV set, and next to it, there's Juanita. I take care of Juanita. It's like, if you'll pardon the expression, it's she is my spiritual girlfriend. So I'm going to let that sink in. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Um, he transports Juanita, his 800-year-old mummified spiritual girlfriend, 
inside one of the cooler bags that he uses to deliver food for Pedidosia. Oh, so this guy's this folks, this is kind <laughs> this of guy's like sick. This guy is completely this, out of his mind. Well, Bob, he's in true crime time, and can you believe this? This is not um, 60 Minutes, okay? Like, he's, he's here com- for a No, I'm just reason. saying. I, yeah. You go through all of that, you're completely out of your mind. Go ahead, continue. This would be like you're, you've ordered DoorDash, and the driver shows up with an 800-year-old mummified <laughs> cadaver of a man that he calls Juanita, his spiritual girlfriend, and then hands you your Chinese food. That's exactly what this is. So because he was spotted there... Um, Law enforcement was alerted, and the Peruvian minister, Ministry of Culture got involved. Police called to the scene where he was having beers with Juanita, seized the mummy, and handed it over to the Ministry of Culture. Right. And officials there said that Juanita is actually the mummified remains of an adult male, 4 feet 11 inches tall, who died about 800 years ago. And the Ministry of Culture spokesperson said... Julio, that's not Juanita, it's Juan. But, you know, I think misgendering Juanita is the least of the issues we need to be concerned with. I am behind you 100% on that. So, uh, we just... (laughs) We just don't know um, how the mummy came in the possession of uh, Julio's family. But here's what I want to tell you. The pictures that we have of the picnic with Juanita in the Pedidosia food cooler, the beer, the pictures are worth you being late for work or missing a meeting to get over to the Bob and Sherry Facebook and have have a look. Seriously. People are so interesting, aren't they? I mean, when you just stop for a moment and say, this is a person of our species doing this, figuring out a way to refrigerate an 800-year-old mummy so he can have a drinking buddy. Good Lord. Well, he calls the fact that he calls Juanita his spiritual girlfriend and that she shares his bedroom with him. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know that there's anything really um, uh, deranged happening between himself really? and Juanita. Maybe Would she's you- just. What I mean is, like, I don't know that he makes out with her. Like, maybe he just talks to her. Oh, I think God. that's I why know. he said he he Sherry he sort of wards all that off by saying she's my spiritual girlfriend. Because yeah. if she's, he said she's my girlfriend, you'd go, oh, it gets if, yeah. If then every gets time you're going to get romantic, you got to do all of that unwrapping, and then after all of the, it's just not worth it. Oh, typical man, no time for foreplay. Thank you. Well, very I'm much. sorry. I mean, that's just an awful lot involved there. <laughs> I'm on this planet 800 years and you still just want to just get to it. <laughs> um, Max, um, Max came upon this story and he sent it to me, and the subject header was, Oh my God. <laughs> and, and then I. I clicked the link and went, oh, my God. It was so funny because I sent it to her, and then I could hear her when she opened it. She said those exact words because it's not just that you've heard the story. There's pictures. And the pictures, here's the thing. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't know how it would be possible to not be a little bit scary looking if you're an 800-year-old mummified cadaver. But Juanita slash Juan 
Um, Juanita is not, this is not King Todd, everybody, okay? This is know how to describe this so i'm just gonna post it up on the bob cherry facebook and you go see it for yourself yeah and if you uh have somebody in your family who's kind of kooky driving you crazy you know here's a comparison you're gonna feel a lot better about your cousin right sherry can i just ask you as as a as a mental health professional does it seem like it's a little concerning that he's so controlling that she has to be with him all the time oh yeah there's a lot going on here. Well, I, I will tell you that the red flag for me was that he took her on a picnic at an archaeological site to meet his friends. I mean, she has to have her own I want you to think about that life. for a second. Doesn't she have to have her own life in order to be for her to be happy in this relationship? Well, I want yeah, to know I'll more fl- about his friends, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Let me flip it on you. Like... He brought her to an archaeological site. You know, maybe he thought, well, this is where you'll feel most comfortable. It's not like he took her to the club. That's very thoughtful. Oh, yeah, So there's a lot of ways to look at this, and you're going to want to go look at this right now. There's only one way. It's Bob and Sherry. (laughs) The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show. At our website or the free, free Bob and Sherry app. And now, what's on Bob's mind? Thank you very much, Max. There, there are two things that I would like to talk about right now briefly. The first thing is, I just read an article, and I know this has been done by restaurants, you know, before, but I haven't seen it in a while. This guy owns an Italian restaurant, and I think it's in New York City, and he will give you 10% off of your meal if you do not pick up a cell phone while you're dining. I'm for that. And I know it's none of my business what people want to do with their phones, call somebody else, look at the news or anything. But this restaurateur looked out at his dining room and he said, this is not what I had in mind. I want some place that's a little more, more lively, people talking to one another and not looking at their phones. So I support that guy completely. Do you support him 10% off? 10% off if you don't use your cell hey, phone? That's Yeah, that's um, yeah. it's not a rule. You're allowed to use your phone and you get a discount if you don't. Yeah, yeah. why not? Right? Yeah, exactly. Here's the other thing. Um, the government now is moving slowly to knock resort fees, people are thinking about vacations maybe, off of what hotels can charge. And I am 100% for that. You were not with me. I can't remember if I was with Lamar. We were making uh, an out-of-town visit. <clears throat> this is a while ago. And we were in an area with uh, with a beach not that far away. We were not going to the beach. We were not going to be sunning ourselves or swimming. We were staying in the hotel and then going to meet listeners and, and uh, meet uh, station people. And I, we were there three days. And I got charged $26 a day for these so-called resort fees. And I went down and I said, what is this resort fee? Oh, well, we have, uh, if you need a transportation from the hotel, we'll drop you over at the beach. I said, I'm not going to the beach. I'm not going to the pool. I probably am not going to use the ice machine. And they said, well, it's just kind of the way we do it. And so the government now is looking at banning those. And I completely agree. It's ridiculous to do that. It's, it's, I got hit. I got hit with a resort fee at a Comfort Inn, off the interstate near Caramia School, and I was like, 
This you this should say the kid. last resort fee. Not <laughs> resort. There's not even a pool at this hotel. Like, come right. on. Y'all, there, you don't even have little tiny donuts at the breakfast buffet. No donuts right. at the buffet. No resort fee for this girl. Uh-uh. Right. Yeah. Uh-uh. So, well, we're in simpatico with that because it's ridiculous. And I, I do hope. I know nobody wants controls. And I want hotels to do well. I love hotels. But uh, that is that is a stiff fee, especially if you're a family. And every yeah. day it's twenty six to thirty five hey. bucks piled on. Hey, unless we're at Sandals, how are you calling it a resort? Come on, yeah, Come on. you're right. Yeah, it's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. All right, do you make your man earn your sweet love? Two-thirds of women do, according to uh, the survey that we have right here. Two-thirds of women say, yep, I make him earn it. Um, One-tenth of men say that they make their ladies earn it. Boy, that's some kind of special guy. You know what I'm thinking on this? I'm thinking that women go along with that earning it thing yeah for a little while you know a couple of times but then that just goes away you mean when you make a woman earn it no no when when you say hey hey you know i uh really did a great job gardening this weekend or you know i uh i picked up uh your brother's kids and took them to camp for you just like oh you're saying you stopped getting rewarded yes Yes, I, I, have the, I think that that's what happened. I have the top five situations that women will reward you with sex if you'll do these things. Um, number five, allowing a night out with friends. Okay. Some guys, you don't care, but some guys are really... Um, I don't understand those guys. I don't understand it either. Get out of this house, please. Like, why would you want us to not... Why wouldn't you Just, want us to go out? I, well, I think maybe some guys uh, perhaps... I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if it's jealousy, but the idea that she's out there in a situation where men might be hitting on her make makes some guys really uncomfortable. But you know, you either trust your wife, you trust your girlfriend. Oh, hang or you on, don't. I just I pulled the you. That's the that's number five for how men reward. If you, yeah, men reward with sex if you let men out with their friends. If you let men out with mm-hmm. their friends, they reward you. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Who are these women? <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'll do the men situations. Yeah. Um, How come you two guys are not dumping on her? <laughs> when I when I screw up one of these things, you know, there there's lightning from the sky. I'll be in around twelve thirty, a little tipsy, yeah. and then boy, you're going to be happy. Yeah. All right, what's the next one in this ridiculous for men, study? Men reward with sex for looking after family. Not necessarily the kids, but like his parents or whatever. Again, you can't picture yourself doing it. Um, playing taxi driver, you know, running kids around. 
helping out around the house. And the number one situation that men will reward with sex is letting them watch sports. Again, who are these men? And who are these women? I'm going to sit on this couch for about three hours. (laughs) Ignoring you. And then I'm going to come over to the bedroom. For your payoff. (laughs) Who are these people? Okay, these are the most common situations. The top five that I want women. This, I want this recorded because I'm going to play it back to her. <laughs> that women record, reward with sex. Again, I can't even imagine Kevin saying to me, yeah, I'm going to be watching the University of Georgia football all day, but I'm going to save it up for you a little bit later. That's right. <laughs> what? That's right. <laughs> all right. Now, this will sound more familiar. <laughs> um, if you, number five, if you as a man um, will dry, do all the driving, uh-huh. um, 20% of women, one in five, will reward you with sex. 20%? Mm-hmm. All the driving, whatever all the that driving. is. All the kid this driving. This weekend, middle school madness, yeah, buddy. You're dropping you're off doing and that. picking Only up. Only 20%. One in five women Heartless will pay. Heartless <laughs> Um, 21%. You cook dinner, we're going to give you a little something, something. All right. Well, I mean, guys should be cooking dinner more. I should. Top three, um, 28% of women. That's oh. almost one in three. Oh. If you'll look after family members, you'll deal with the family stuff, the family drama, and the kids. What does that mean? Look after family members. You go over to like my mother's house and cut the grass or whatever. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Number two, thirty-four percent of women, you give us a gift or a little treat, we'll give you a gift or a little treat. Um, That's old school, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's real old school. Like the like the oldest profession <laughs> school. That's where that school. What you tell me the difference between that? I'm there ain't much. Oh, you bought me a sweater. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. very much. Yeah. What do you think the number one most common situation that women will reward with? You take her to a place in the Bahamas that's fantastic. Nope. Engagement. Nope. Car. No, this is not. A big purchase. This is something you could do every day if oh, you were inclined. Day. Yeah. Now we think about um, this. Cleaning. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. It's number one cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost half of women. You you do stuff around the house. I'm gonna do stuff around your house. That's pretty much. It's a fair trade off. So that's what women want the most. According to this, according to these women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Because what do we, we had a thing the other day that men still are only doing like 20% of the housework. Have you ever like offered that as a reward? I'm going to be watching The Godfather. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. (laughs) Me. Men out there to do this. <laughs> I don't there believe there are. Be, right? I don't believe it. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Here is the headline Bad dates turn out to be excellent on TikTok. In a corner of the platform, sometimes known as hashtag dating talk, young women find comfort and cachet by turning dating mishaps into viral content. Let me, uh, let me read you the story of Rachel Wilson. Rachel was 45 seconds into a first date at a Buffalo Wings restaurant, she said, when her suitor left to move his car and never returned. She sent a text from the getaway vehicle. He sent a text from the getaway vehicle. Sorry, just wasn't feeling it. 
and that little th- that smile thing, you know, that you do. Stunned, she deleted his number and went home. She then cracked a hard seltzer, opened her phone's camera, and filmed a TikTok video recounting the evening, starting from the point when her friend persuaded her to go and ending with a joking plea that men at least finish the date before ghosting. You said if the date ended badly, I could use it for content, Ms. Wilson reminded her friend, who is off camera. The video accrued tens of thousands of views overnight. It has since been viewed by 4.2 million people. And there are other women who are going on that uh, part of uh, TikTok also and posting similar stories. When I saw this, the first thing that came to my mind is what a coward. What a coward and honestly a liar Okay, so you're across, I, we've all been across the table, you know, at an Applebee's, and you just, you know, pretty much right away, well, this is probably not going to be marriage material for either one of us, or maybe even another date. But to lie and say, excuse me, I've got to move my car, and then off you go, and you send a, a, a cheesy little uh, goodbye and then ghost her. I mean, come on, bud. That is just so, it's flat out mean. And not, you know, I'm wondering, four and a half million women see that. So they go out on a first date and the guy says, excuse me, I'm going to use the men's room. And right away, you're suspicious, right? I just can't imagine doing, unless you're frightened for your safety, you don't do that. No, you you don't do He wasn't frightened for his safety. No, he he wasn't. He was, as they used to say, a cad. He wasn't, but I mean, we've talked about this. Like, you know, you're sitting there at the Applebee's and the guy starts talking to you about how he wishes he had a jacket made of your skin. At that point, you can excuse yourself and climb through a window and run and then, you know, block his number. But some women would go, oh, I think he likes me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before I went to the bathroom, I'd be like, oh, my God. Well, you know, I use sunscreen. A sunscreen 24 7 365 <laughs> likes my skin that's what i hear um yeah that's i mean just... what what is that that says nothing good about us guys it really doesn't no it says Cause... nothing good about that guy don't say us guys it's that guy I don't, i'm not getting involved with this uh, you're right i would never do you're that right. you would never do that doc would you're never right. do that yeah you're right and you know it is wrong. You'll see sometimes uh, women uh, posting about situations like that, and they do throw all of us together. And it's not fair. It is not fair. But I don't think well, he's I'm, a lone wolf. I think I think it's done more often than perhaps we know. And I think it's done more now than it ever has at any other time in human. Why do you think history? that is? Because people people uh, don't communicate as well face to face anymore. Uh, yeah, and I think the rules and the standards are different, too. You know, it's not like, oh, oh my gosh, Jimmy has asked me to go to the sock hop next Saturday, Dorothy. You know, it's not, half the time, you don't even know if you're on a date. Are we hanging out? Is this a date? Are we just friends? Who's picking up the check? What's expected here? Dating has gotten really sloppy and confusing. We don't follow the same sort of strict rules and regs that we used to. By the way, what is this? I mean, I've heard the term sock hop all my life. Was it a dance that people would go to and so take they their would, shoes so off? So they'd take their shoes off because it was done in a gymnasium and they didn't want to dance, damage the floor. 
Well, that sounds dangerous. Dancing around in your socks. That sounds very slippery a, and dangerous. You're such a Virgo. How did we, how did we, how did we get? I'm sorry, it does. How did we, you're, just, you're such a Virgo. I, just, you, I see the school system teenagers. being sued. I'm sorry, it's wrong. You know, it's wrong. You know, these teenagers today with their crazy loud rock and roll dancing in their sock feet, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> a sock hop. How did we get here? I don't know. I don't know. But that guy is really... Is I use the word cad, is but it? actually he, he wouldn't be a cad. A cad would be someone who uh, would, would actually be cheating on you behind your back, right? What would, what, he's a coward, basically. He was a coward. He, you know, it's not even that he was so much a cad. Yeah, he was a coward because he didn't want to go. He didn't want to lean across the table and go, "Hey, no, I don't think either one of us are feeling it." You want to call it? It might be, have been a relief for her to go, oh, yeah, thank God. Let me split the check with you for right. drinks. Right. I agree. Right? Yeah, that's true. That you was take for, cowardly. You take for granted. You take for granted that, you know, you are you are so attractive. She could never feel that about you, right? It's He's cowardly, but he's also, there's another word we have for him that starts with a D. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what he was. Yeah. <laughs> It's Bob and Sherry. Come on down to the Bob and Sherry store with all kinds of great merchandise. Color me curious. Including the Bob and Sherry coloring book. A coloring book for exhausted adults. You know what? I'm exhausted. You exhaust me. Color your stress away. 50 fun images with lots of snarky slogans. That's correct. Order them for your friends and neighbors. Makes a great gift for mom on Mother's Day. That's music to a mother's ears. Or anytime. Or anytime. Get it today. Just hit shop tab at bobandsherry.com I clicked on a link that took me to something that says follow these seven tricks to make him hunger for you bad and I thought oh yeah I've been with the mister since 2008 I should probably do something to make him hunger for me bad (laughs) (laughs) and I thought about that the phrasing seven tricks to make him hunger for you bad okay here's the first trick um, men are very, very visual and very simple, according to this. And I don't know how y'all feel about that. I would not want to be described as very simple. <laughs> no, the visual thing, I, I kind of agree. If they're talking about, especially, let's just be honest, sexual attraction, men are very, very visual, you know, to to a fault, I would think, in some cases. But to be simple called simple thing. seems uh, devoid of complication. Well, That's when I nice. tell you the first trick to make him hunger for you bad, you're going to go, yeah, that's pretty simple. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. I can't even believe, I can't believe somebody got paid to create this. All right. Trick number one, grab your waistband of your britches and gesture at your female parts. <laughs> no. It says here. This will signal, I'm not making this up. This will signal receptors in the male brain to release chemicals that cause him to intensely long for fatherhood. And you know what comes next. Well, yeah. why not just hook up a neon sign that says, welcome to all. Doesn't it Good sound Lord, like something they is... did in the cave? I'm yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the first trick. I'm just, right. I want you to imagine, either of you, I want you to imagine um, at the end of the day, long day at work. Here comes Bridget. Here comes Mary. I want you to grab the waistband of your britches and gesture wildly and see what kind of result that gets you. Oh, I know what kind of result. <laughs> right after the, the eye roll, 
And and what's number, the matter with you? Yeah. Number two, pointing your feet toward your partner subconsciously communicates your interest. So you'll want to point your entire body toward his reproductive zone. Now I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Do wow. I have to get do I have to lie down on a plank and fly like Superman? Damn. Kevin, what, what are you doing? I'm making you hunger for me real bad. All right. Number three. Number three is the oldest one in the book. Laugh heartily at his jokes. Number four, lightly touch his arm, but only ever barely touch anything else. Because it says that here, is quote, very alluring. I, I will I will tell you that that arm touch thing, you know, if you're not involved with someone, it's it's a new acquaintance or whatever, and you're having a conversation. That arm touch thing from a woman is uh, something that gets your attention. Yes. Well, it says here that you should only ever barely touch anything else because men love to be teased. Agree or disagree? Y'all are very simple, I, I, as you know. What, is, what does that mean? Barely touch something else? What? Barely um, touch anything else. Yeah, Jennifer, why, why are you massaging my ankles here at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> Number five. These are the seven tricks to make him hunger for you real bad. <laughs> Number five. Um, you want to uh, give him a seductive smile, but it says here, be careful to blink sometimes. <laughs> Because I guess yeah. staring at a man shoving yeah. him your teeth. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you, who are you with? Wednesday Adams? I mean, holy smoke. Of course you should blink. Even the simplest of men will become uncomfortable right. if you just right. stare at them without blinking while showing them your teeth. All right. Yeah, because we're gonna we're we're gonna think you hunger for us real bad to literally eat us. Well, she's got her feet in the right direction. She's smiling. Yeah. Her eyes are rolling. Right. I, I don't know. There's, there's a couple of wins in here for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number six to make him hunger for you real bad. What you want to do is you want to appeal to his primitive instincts <laughs> by locking eyes with him and, and letting a little skin show. like Maybe like letting your shirt slip off your shoulder. But again, you have to remember to blink because otherwise you're scary, not seductive. How, how do you let your shirt just, you know, fall off of your shoulder if you're wearing a regular shirt? I mean, I, I could see certain you gotta plan dresses ahead. maybe. I guess you would, wow. you would have to plan ahead. <laughs> you plan I guess, ahead. I guess you would. And by, by the way, before you go on. And this is sad for me. I, I don't think I have ever had a woman say the exact words. I hunger for you real bad. Real bad. I, 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 don't, I don't think I've ever had that experience. Has anyone, though, other than whoever ended up married to Ellie Mae Clampett? Because the ex or a vampire, like the expression, I hunger for you is not something you say, right? It's kind of old-fashioned, isn't it, in a way? It is. And then real bad sounds, um, I don't know, I think we're back with the Beverly Hillbillies. it's a little desperate? I hunger for you real bad. Can't... No, well, I mean, it, you it don't seems want to say really to a passionate, guy, actually. It seems really passionate, but it's... it's you don't want to say top. to a guy, eh, I could eat. <laughs> right? You want to signal that you're hunger for him real bad by being like, <laughs> Well, we you see though we see scenes in movies where you know the couple is hungering for each other real bad, right? 
basic com- instinct, some of those classic movies where they're tearing each other's clothes off? There's a commercial that's running right now for Showtime's True Blood. Now, True Blood is a quote-unquote older TV show. It was mm-hmm. around, like I can't even remember when, but it's been a minute. But of right. course, with, with streaming and binging, there are a ton of people, like probably millions of people, that never saw True Blood when it right. first aired. And it is one of the sexiest shows you can ever possibly watch. Like if you go, I want to watch a show that has a lot of romance and a lot of passion and a lot of mystery and a lot of like sultry, hot summer steamy nights and also a delicious and irresistible vampire, then what you want is true blood. And um, in the promo that's running for it right now, um, the, the vampires, he's played by, I think the actor Stephen Moyer, he takes her hand and in a real gravelly, sexy vampire voice, he says, can I call on you sometime? And the camera's real close on his face and just enough you see a flash of an incisor that's just a little bit too sharp. Mm. That kind of, that kind of, can I call on you sometime, yeah. is going to be followed up two hours later by hunger for you real bad real bad <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry true weird stuff owning a small business can be super tough sometimes you have to get creative just to make ends meet maybe that's why a mother daughter funeral business got into the illegal body parts game gruesome but a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do true weird stuff New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcast. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. I was online and a woman posted a picture of herself today and also what she looks like if she uses the early teenage filter. And it was spooky because you could tell it was her, but it was a 12 or 13 year old version of her. She was, I think, in her late 30s and she was very attractive. And, you know, her face was, you know, she'd taken care of it and all. But when she used that photo to make her look around 14, 13 years old, it was spooky. And I was telling Mary about it. And Mary said, let me see if I can find it. And she found it and she took a picture of me. And then made me uh, 14. I looked at that thing and I said, get that away. Have you ever done that? It is creepy. Um, I'm trying to never again look like I did when I was 14. Are you kidding? <laughs> Actually, Just I looked better. My skin alone. was clear. My skin was clear. It's it's not like they're taking you in a time machine. They're just they're just smoothing everything out of your skin. All of the wrinkles from worry. You know, all of the wrinkles from too much sun and all of that. It It's not right. It is just not right. You know, like I have the same, I think I've had the same face since I was in utero, but the tragedy of the things I did to my hair at 14 to try to fight my <laughs> curls. Yeah, I never, never wait till they bring that filter back. Yeah, wait till that filter comes back. Middle school you're, you're gonna, hair. Oh. You're going to have your regular hair as far, I mean, I had to get rid of it quickly. It was, and plus, I've had the same haircut no. since I was 14. I don't want to see what I would have looked like if I'd had left my curls alone. Because my whole teenage experience would have been different and better. And I don't want to know that. Ignorance is bliss. No, it don't want to know it. 
It don't want to know it. But it's out there, and you know that there's some adults that are using that, and they're putting their their pictures up on Tinder with that with that filter. It's just that's not pathetic. right. Come on, that's pathetic. it is pathetic. It's sick. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.